Little slice of peacocks in your pocket. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to Words of Weekly. My name is Max Bournier. I am the head of social media at Taunton Town. I am joined by head commentator Rich Wilcox Smith. Rich, how are you? Good evening. I'm good. Good to hear. And I'm also here with the other voice of Peacock Looks Radio. That's what you're known as, John. How are you? I'm all right. Thanks very much for asking. The How? other voice of Peacock's radio. The other voice. The other <laughs> voice I'm of Peacock's radio. The to other it. guy. Uh, <laughs> we are a, a three-man band tonight. We're without uh, analyst Adam White. Uh, something about budget cuts and uh, timings and this, that, and the other. But <laughs> we're here regardless. How is everyone? Adam's a very busy man, just like Richard is. That's why Richard misses most of the games. Adam misses most of the podcast. Richard was a last-minute <laughs> re-substitution back in. Yeah, he said he couldn't do it, and then suddenly just appeared. He said, like, Whoa! He, he said he pulled his arrow string, he was coming out, he was subbed off, but maybe he got the second win, and he's back. I got Nick's, Nick McCooty's muscle rub from Saturday, that's what I got. <laughs> what, the one we left in Taunton? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, oh. it's been... Oh, what's, what's on the agenda tonight, boys? Oh, we've got a lot to talk about tonight, shockingly. Got we've got about. a lot. Shall we start off with last Saturday? I jinxed that, didn't I? You did. You were on the way up. We were like, oh, I've not been to a game that's been postponed for ages. No, it wasn't postponed. I said, I haven't been to a game that's been abandoned for ages. You had to open your mouth. I did. Sorry about that. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was an absolute shambles. The way that it was to be honest, at halftime, absolute shambles. On the way up, I don't know how much you two are paying attention because obviously you two are both playing football manager on the way up. Well, um, to be fair, Max wasn't. Max was no, actually he was doing his job. He did the um, Adam Lafondre tweet. Mm, yes, but, mate, always. Which you know, I am a, a top, brilliant, top social media guy, top graphic designer. Um, always. Yeah, say, that a lot of um, interactions and a lot of fun was made with that tweet of him in the waistcoat and everything for his birthday. I, well, I really on good. the other hand, was playing football manager all the way there in all the way back. So, going back to my original point, <laughs> on the way up, with it being so cold of what it was, did, and seeing all that that miss, which basically continued along the M4, along the M25, it didn't go anywhere, did it? No. It was... That's when I basically brought up the fact of talking about abandonment games and games being postponed at the last minute. It it kind of... You saw it coming, in a way. You, yeah, I mean, it was weird, because at some points during the actual travel up it was foggy as anything and then next second sun's out glorious everyone's oh this is nice yeah it's a warm-up go around the corner fog's back again so we didn't really know what to expect when we actually got to eastbourne and the first half visibility was fine wasn't it 
I thought so. Max, did you did you think it as well? That was that was certainly fog, but it wasn't like wasn't bad enough to call the game off. Not in the in first the first half. half. No. Second half, yeah, it, it was it was bad. It 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 did get a lot worse very quickly during halftime and the two 10-minute breaks they had to make sure if it got worse or not. And it did. The farcical thing about it, though, was that if we actually had started at 4 o'clock, it didn't really get bad until the 20 minutes after after that, really. Yeah, at that point, we would have been too far gone. Well... I don't know what the rule is now on on how time you need to be, uh, how long you need to be in the game for the result to stand. Mm. But for the football we saw, how good were we? <laughs> 45 minutes. It it seemed like we'd gone back in time and we were the Taunton that were top of the league. Yeah. It was... It was a lot of fun to watch because we were attacking, we were pressing, we were challenging for every ball. We almost went one up in 30 seconds. Yeah, and that was bizarre because I wasn't expecting that at all. No. <laughs> it warmed you up a little bit, didn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was so cold. Oh, and I was in a lot of pain as well. Do you know what? I've got to actually give Eastbourne a little bit of credit, actually, because when we turned up, um, in the press box section, they had a little map, didn't they? Of like where we had to sit. There was programs set out for us. There was um, team sheets already printed. There was free tea and coffee, free coffee facilities. I think I, I think I drank that. So whole it was, it was a very, it was a very warm welcome on a very cold day for the media team. I'm pretty yeah. sure they ran out of tea wasn't it because you drank it all Richard I and they ran out of coffee because I drank it all yeah, yeah. and they ran out of sugar because I'd used it all <laughs> but it's a very is it, it's a not a common welcome you know you, there's not a lot of clubs you go and you get a, a free cup of tea and coffee let alone a free water bowser of tea and coffee yeah I just thought it was a nice touch to be actually got like programs and a placing of where to sit I thought that was quite nice yeah very, very well, well set up club. Very well, um, what I'm looking for. Well um, prepared. Yeah, yeah. And the supporters bar or wherever it was, very that nice. was gorgeous. Oh, it's yeah. a, a good set of facilities. Really good set of facilities up there. Shame it's such a long way, and we've got to go back and do it again. Well, yeah, it could be, the... could be worse. We could be going back to a, an absolute dump of a stadium. Oh, what, Dover? <laughs> Dover. Oh, God, lads, come back. That, that is harsh on Dover. Is it? Is it, though? S- somewhat. <laughs> that, that's a no. They won't be not. listening. We're fine. Yeah, they, they don't. I care. am trying to be political, okay? Yeah. No. Oh, sorry, I'm trying not to get political, whatever. <laughs> Dover's ground is poor. <clears throat> I guess it is. Um... Anyway, go, coming off of God, Dover again. You, you didn't even go to it. No, but I still know that it's poor. Anyway, changing back to the conversation we're having about Eastbourne away. Uh, just you, a tangent. Yeah. It's a normal thing for, for this, yeah, this podcast. Just going back to proper. 
Eastbourne. <laughs> hmm. How annoying is it that Zach Smith's first goal of the season has been scrapped? Is it, no, it's, it's not his first goal. Is it? It's not his first goal away. Well, it might be his first away. Yeah, I'm sure it was his first goal of the season. His first goal? My stuff's downstairs. I should have brought it up. Yeah, I'm, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I want to say that it was his first. No, but uh, no, that would have been his first goal of the season. I thought it was. See, I was right. Oh, get on. Get on, John. Look at you. Yeah. Look at me doing my homework. Not that he said on well. the bus or anything. It was a well played goal as well. Was he, was he, was he going on a bus? About on a bus? Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. Gassy. I say, um, I think he was a, lot of, a lot of the credit for the goal goes to Wally Chamberlain, though. The way he uh, he was playing the setup to that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. pretty thought, typical chamber, wasn't it? Take it to the line and cut it back. I thought Ollie was a massive threat on Saturday on that oh, first minutes. And I tell Pops. you, who did did play well in those forty five minutes was Pops. He, yeah. yeah, Pops was really well considering. We didn't think he'd he'd last. No, on a three G pitch as well. Yeah, really well done. No, but I think the, the the team as a whole played well. It was probably our best forty five minutes of football for a good month or two. The Just only... a shame that it was only the forty five yeah. minutes of football. One of the um, downsides of it was uh, Eastbourne's goal, which to me looked like. It bounced in front of the goalkeeper and then went underneath him because of oh, yeah. the weather conditions. And then with Eastbourne scoring that, their tails went up and they went like full out attack. And then half time turned up, which was good timing for us. That's the only kind of downside I'd have on the whole of the first half or the whole of the game, as we'll call it now. <laughs> <laughs> So I'd say, yeah. yeah. Right. I just I just thought um lineup wise and the way we were playing, it was what was needed for so such a long time. It was just so gutting that it was only 45 minutes because if it had carried on, I think a little talk at half time, we would have got back we would have like carried on how we were in the first 15 minutes and just going at them because when when we went at their defence, they crumbled um, quite often. It's just, I, yeah, think, so I think we would have, we would have come away from Eastbourne with three points easily on the day, easily. But we ended up waiting for ten minutes. They came back out. The first test when they came out after ten minutes, when the both linesmen ran opposite each other instead of like being in their respectable hearts. They ran down uh, the two touchlines and they kept up with each other. You could see the lines on the far side at the first, the first attempt, but according to them, it wasn't good enough. So they waited another 10 minutes. But the second, by the time the second, that the next, you know, uh, test came around, couldn't see him. That fog came in so fast. I was, Stood with uh, with Jordan in the dugout when we were doing the first test. Uh, even in the first test, we we actually said from that from the level from the eye line of being on the pitch, it was also a lot worse than sitting in the stands. Yeah, that's why I kind of went down there just to sort of look. And we said it's difficult if you're stood on that one side, you've got to make a decision about a foul on the other side. 
that's difficult enough without fog. With a clear view, that's still not an easy decision to make. No. I think in the end, though, the decision was, was the right decision. However, so. waiting until quarter to five to actually call the game off, it could have been called off at quarter past four. And then we could have got back on the bus a lot earlier because I was cold. Well, I, I think I think that's about. I think that's unfair. I think what the ref was just trying to do was just trying to give us as much chance of of playing that game oh, as yeah. possible. Yeah, you've got to give the re- the ref credit for trying to play the game because because he know he, he, he knows how far we've we've gone. Yeah, like, that's what four hours and the rest and the rest on that coach. He don't want to call it off half time. No. He don't want to send us back down with nothing. We did manage to get on to the coach, though, and managed to watch the Euro draw, and me and John eventually got to watch Doctor Who. Yeah, we got to enjoy the little prank as well in the background of the Euro draw, which was um, yeah, interesting. That's interesting is definitely the word for it. And you say, Rich, that we got to watch Doctor Who. What did you do? He fell asleep, didn't he? He fell asleep. Of course he did. As soon as Doctor Who started, Rich is there snoring away. Yeah, Classic. and we're looking Classic. forward to it for that little while, and then headphones are in. John set it up, gone, <laughs> and then we had to do the. Was it good? It was, it was all right, but then we had to do the um. Was it four and a half, five hour drive back? Yay! Get on the M twenty five. Be be aware, cyclist. It's on road. Yeah, that was on the N25. What you interesting doing? sign to see. He went, for, he went for a quick, quick Saturday bike cycle. Took a wrong turning. Didn't go down a little park lane. Say so was on the N25. What was he doing? The N like the N25 tour instead of doing the Tour de France or something. Yeah, it's the tour, uh, tour de motorway. <laughs> I've got a question for you. So, where does that rank in your worst away days? Not even close. What's your worst away day, John? Uh, that's a conversation for another time. Um, is, it, is it a Yeovil one, John? Yes. Uh, yes, going to Hartlepool, mate, and getting a Big Mac, and that was it. Being told at half past one the game's been called off when you're five minutes away from Hartlepool. There was, like, there was one I remember where it was Blackpool versus Swindon. I think I've mentioned this before. I think you have, yeah. On holiday, I was like 10 years old, just wanted to go to the theme park, go on the rides. Dad was like, oh, no, we'll go watch the football. It'll be interesting. The nil-nilist of nil-nils has ever nil-niled with no shots on target. The whole game. Mm. I would much have rather have queued up to go on one of them really small a teapot rides for the hour and a half then watch that game of football was it more nil niller than Chelmsford oh at least at Chelmsford there was opportunities for both teams <laughs> and the Blackpool Swindon game I don't think anyone even had a shot it was that bad that's why I remember it it was horrendous I'll tell you Jones what, though. That is my worst away day. Probably, yeah. But to answer your question, that's probably... I thought I would never beat the cold of going to Blythe away on a Tuesday night 
to watch an FA Cup replay. Would that would be my coldest I've ever been? Saturday was the coldest I have ever been at football, and I was still wearing two pairs of socks and about six layers. And that's the coldest I've ever. I been. come very unprepared. <laughs> yeah. Saturday, I was Sorry. in my polo shirt and a hoodie, a pair of jeans, and one pair of socks, no gloves, and the club coat, and that was it. Yeah, I was waiting for you to turn up in shorts. No, I'm not that. I'm not that psychotic. Not yet. <laughs> I support. I know I support Exeter City, but I'm not that psychotic. <laughs> Anyone got anything else to say about Eastbourne? Uh, just well, we, I think we've already just voiced our displeasure at the, the entire day, really. Yeah. Shall we move, start to finish? Shall we move on to the next non-event? Yeah, I suppose. I suppose so. So Tuesday we were supposed to be at home to slew, slough, slough, Slough. yeah. That was waterlogged off, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Pitch was. um... Oh, I was getting my kayak out. (laughs) Do you know what? You can't. I know there's been a lot of moaning and stuff about the pitch and whatever. um, at home, Campervanco Stadium. I'm going to say Campo Stadium. Thank you, Max. Yes, um, greatest yeah. stadium name of all time. <laughs> I know we, we we love the guys at Somerset Campervanco, lovely guys, but you could have had a shorter name. Yeah, why didn't you call yourself the FCC? <laughs> but roll, rolled off the tongue a bit more. Uh, you, could have, <laughs> you could have had uh, nothing but thieves uh, doing a song about it. Welcome to the SCC. Yeah, it's gone above am my head. Am I, am oh, I too I'm... young to understand that reference? Fine, gone above your head. Um, but yeah, fans are moaning about obviously the pitch and whatever, and like too many postponements. But you cannot, no, you can't put any blame anywhere because Tuesday the rain was biblical. To have nine, what was it, nine inches of water down the bottom? Nine end. inches of water. My missus finally saw what nine inches actually looks like. Hey, that's the after, first that, time that's her her up, isn't it? First time in her life, you saw what nine inches looked like, and I've got some explaining to do. <laughs> uh, it was it was awful. It was so, that pitch. I mean, it's not a pitch. It's it's easy to look at it and blame the pitch, but honestly, it's so difficult. No matter what pitch you've got to get a game on with that amount of rain, I think even even a four G would have struggled. Mate, look at this! Look at the flooding that is currently going on tonight as we're recording it. Around by me, Axminster's an island. Yeah. So I know, I know one of the guys who coaches at Tavistock Ladies, and they train at Tavistock Community College, which has got nice state-of-the-art three Gs. Uh, both both are flooded tonight, and they can't train <laughs> as we speak. So no matter what surface you've got down there, um, it's a struggle to get it on. No matter what, when you've just got that amount of water to try and shift. And it might not also just be the pitch, but also the surrounding areas. If they think it's too dangerous to have the game on for supporters, it'll get postponed as well. Yeah. So it might not have just been the pitch. There might have been the stadium around it being flooded as well. Which then... would cause issues for like people walking in, coaches, staff, 
all the facilities being flooded. It's not only that as well. It's it's the Slough team getting home. Yeah, they've had to get here and get back. Yeah, because if they were travelling, they obviously travel at the M4, but you don't know what the roads are like, do you? No. Mm. Um, it's, yeah. a, it's a difficult situation. The problem is the problem is it's well, it's not a, it's not a problem. It's more that it's more of a fact. The ground was built on a former recycling site many, many years ago. And there's not a lot of work that can be done without spending a... Um, I'm going to edit myself. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're already spending, on four. Watch out. Don't you get yourself up back on the counter. Without spending me. Yeah. a ton of money. A what ton? A metric ton. An F ton of money. Metric time, F time. Surely that that goes of a, a swear ball for even insinuating that a swear could be in there. I've been put on for harsher. You haven't. <laughs> John, help me out here. I don't think you need it. He's catching yeah. you up on his own. Help yeah, me I'm out here. I I swore I swore I swore I swore. Is that a word? I swore. Yeah. No, yeah. Going to I did it on Saturday. I did it on Saturday. You said the S word, and I'm like, ooh, that's going on. Wait, what'd you say again, sir, Rich? Oh, shirt. <laughs> Never miss one. We're running out of recording time. Oh, shirt is what I said. Yeah. But without one of the words. <laughs> yeah. Silent R. Yeah, carry on. Yeah, a lot of work would have to be spent on the ground. And the problem is, you can't dig so far down because of Obviously, you don't know what's underneath because it used to be a recycling site. You don't know what's underneath there, and it's hazardous. So, at the end of the day, we've just got to make do with what we've got. And if it floods, it floods, and it's just one of those things. Over the years, with how well we're trying to keep the pitch, it's going to get worse. As in, um, what's from not filtration? You know, when it the water goes away, um, drainage, drainage. That's it. But it's unfortunately. I think when 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 you're in a our sort of position where you're a club that's not got the most the biggest budget, maybe hasn't got the greatest facilities. Well, you've got a, a balance of budget between building a competitive squad and spending money on pitch maintenance. Like if we spent all our entire budget on pitch maintenance and had you know a Western League level side, we're going to go back to a Western League. Simple mm. as. We've got to build a side that's competitive enough, and that come with that comes money. Because obviously you're spending it on playing budget, but yeah. you've also then got a bounce out with, with ground maintenance, so the team has a pace of play. It's a it's a difficult um ratio to manage. Pretty much. Yeah, I've yeah. pace. <laughs> He's had a little rant. <laughs> yeah, I've had my little rant about budgets. Anything else there on Slough? There's not a lot to say, to be honest, mate, yeah. is that it's just it can be helped. The weather is awful at the moment. Um it could be the same for this weekend at the minute. You know, it's a nice little segue to talk, to talk about, obviously, Saturday. But the weather as it is, at the minute, Carl's quite confident the game's going to go ahead. All depends on the weather, mate. Simple as that. So shall we talk about Farnborough on the weekend, then? Right. Whilst you do that, I need to find the predictions from last week. Bear with me. Predictions for last week? I've already got them saved on my phone. Oh, have you? There you go, then. Sean and Max, Farnborough. Yeah. So... Oh, they, uh, they're, they're a weird side, Farnborough. And I mean, I mean, I swear possible because my mate uh, Sam Saunders, he uh, 
social media guy there. I won't say anything bad against him. Uh, but, but fun for a weird side. Depending <laughs> on who turns up, we you know we could be in for a really really difficult ninety minutes, or we could be in for a less difficult ninety minutes uh, than we would. Um, yeah, it just depends who who turns up. They've got the capability to be really really good, Farnborough, but sometimes they under deliver the mark a little bit. I with Farnborough, I I think I said this last week. Um, they're one of these clubs who are going to be up there near enough. Do you know what I mean? They're they could cause a few upsets here and there. They're a strong team. Yep. Money's been spent there. Um, That's what gone, I was trying to say. Have they gone full time? I can't think. I don't think they have. But yeah, it's fingers crossed the game being on. I think it's going to be one of our difficult games. We, To be fair, this month itself is difficult anyway. But this is probably the start of the run where you look at it and go, that's difficult. That's difficult. It's one of those games where you look at it and you think it could go either way. Yeah, that's a it good way. It dep- depends who turns up. What's if, if... I completely agree. I'll stop talking for a minute. <laughs> There's not Max. much I can say. Max is on going off on one other one. Let him carry Max on. Is, <laughs> Max is on energy drinks tonight. He's on. He's no, right, right. I, I don't even really have energy drinks. He's on a coffee. That's what it is. Yeah, there you go. He's still on the coffee from Saturday. You know, that's so much of a buzzing. Do you know what? I must be looking at the wrong results about Farnborough because just looking back through their results, obviously they got a cracking win at Avely uh, on the second on Saturday. Before that, they've drawn with they've drawn with Bath two two. They've lost to Worthing three nil at home. Uh, before that, they lost in the Trophy to Slough two nil. Uh, sorry, two one. Lost to Yeovil 4-2 away from home. Drew with Weymouth at home. And then they've lost to Chippenham away from home. So their form recently has been, you know, topsy-turvy. I say it, it all depends what Farnborough turn up, what Farnborough come down to us. Yeah. We could be in for a potentially tough time. It's, yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they don't turn up. Hopefully, we perform as well as we did for the forty-five minutes at Eastbourne, and then we'll all be in for an entertaining afternoon. Hopefully, so. Do we know if DSB is back on Saturday? No idea. In in theory, I his month is up. Yeah, they haven't. I'm, I'm not sure. I've not, I've not heard anything. Nothing's been announced by either club. So until someone like Max gets told to tweet something out, until until I get given the the here we go, <laughs> there's we we don't know. We're going to be he's, stuck in limbo. He's, he's been good. He's been good form. Um, he's he's obviously got his confidence back. Uh, so you'd hope that. Now his loan's expired. Um, we can bring him back into the team, bring him back into the fold, and he can start knocking some goals in. So, what are we thinking predictions-wise, boys? i probably say if the game goes ahead, because we don't know what the weather's going to be, it could change. 
very quickly. The weather changing, God. Yeah, the weather being temperamental, oh. car. Wait, in, in the southwest, never. <laughs> I'll go for a, uh, a one-all. Optimistic. Yeah. A Jake one-all. A Jake one-all. Adam, uh, Adam, Max. Sorry. Adam's not here. Adam's I'm not getting, here. I'm getting Adam's prediction as we speak. Yeah, he's not here. I am going to go for a three-all. Wow, really? Go three-all. But unfortunately, lads, just to sort of bring it down, I think we're going to go three-one up. Who's scoring? Oh, right. I'm going Zach Smith. I think he'll be itching to get his first goal. Now he's tasted it, he'll want it. I'm going to go as well. Oh, well, I'll give you... So second goal will be Lee Lucas. Now, third goal, I think I'll go one or two ways. If DSB comes back from alone, I think he comes off the bench and gets a goal. Yeah. If not, so third goal, Austin Booth from a corner. Like it. But if, if we've got DSB back on Saturday, then I'd, I'd love to see him get a goal. Mark Mark is returned because he's he's been in great form, confidence to be running high. But he, he's on prime time. Get himself another goal. Who's scoring for you, John? Controversial one. Go on. Nat Jarvis. Nah. Why would that be controversial? It, 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 because he's not allowed to play. Because he's still bad. Is he still bad? He is still yeah. bad because Tuesday didn't count. So. Eastbourne yeah. didn't count to that. Why would you say he's going to score it if he's banned then? Just to see what the reactions would be. <laughs> I think he's going to be Dylan Morgan. Yeah, love that. Um, Adam, Adam Rich, what's replied. yours? Adam hasn't replied, so I'll go with mine. Are you going to go for another draw? Yeah, I, I honestly think it will be a draw. I think it's going to be 2-2. A Desmond! Desmond, let's um, get on. Who's scoring... I think Nick Grimes will get one. And I'm going to go for... Uh, who am I going to go for for my second one? I'm going to say Ross Stern, I think, on Saturday. Did anyone come close? I know that obviously the game was abandoned, but did anyone come close to a 2-1 or not? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Do I need to add to the tally? Well, technically, no, because it doesn't count, does it? I think it does. If no, someone's got, if someone's got that, I think mate, you get it. Well, I said two 0 Okay. I had Linton and Smith to score. Ooh, okay. Ooh, close. Rich had three 0 Not close. Two for Jarvis, which obviously not going to happen. And one for McCuty. Okay. Okay. Adam had 1-0 with Grimes. And Max had a 2-1. Bag, is he? 2-1 for Max with Grimes and Lucas to score. So we got the score, right? Oh, that's that's a point. You know what, what, actually, lads? I'll, I'll set a precedence here. I'll be humble. We'll say that's half a point. Because it was what? Because it was postponed. Should I give him half, half a point? game? Half I, game. I, I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel right taking the full point there. I mean, Consensus from both of us. I don't feel right. I don't. I don't think that would be the the correct thing of me to do. 
I'm I'm a man of morals and integrity, and uh, I I don't feel comfortable. Is that why you're leading the square count? <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a man of consistency. That that's true. And I've consistently sworn more than I should have. Um, Adam's got his prediction in for Saturday. Go on. Postponed. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, because no, because obviously you'll win, but no, you've got to give a score. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's put on the group chat. There we go. Rich has replied to him. Cheating. Come on, Adam. Well, to be fair. Otherwise, it, otherwise, in that case, I'll put postponed for every game until the end of February and I'll win. <laughs> oh, now you're sounding like many of the fans on the supporters page. You mean the moaners oh, page? Oh, Rich. Yeah. That's a, that is a, a lying fruit, but There's the Taunton Town moaners page is what someone's called it on there. No, look, we, we love the supporters page. We love having supporters but engage referen- with each other in the club. I'm referencing a post. I'm not calling it that. Someone else has called it that. I'm yeah. just referencing their comment. I, I am personally glad the club has a lot of passionate fans who are willing to share their opinions. Whether their opinions are correct or not is a different story. It's what makes football, mate. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, even but, if they're wrong. I, you know, I can't use that analogy because you'll add me to the swear jar. What I'm analogy? not saying it because you'll add me to the swear jar. <laughs> You know, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll, I will make it slightly PG. It opinions like bums. Everyone has one. Am I safe with that? Yeah. Yeah. It's on result. And also a... edited out as well. Uh, Adam's <laughs> got a prediction. Same as me. Yeah, Jake Wannell. Jake Wannell. Wannell. Yeah, and there will be another game hopefully before we next record. Western at home, wouldn't it? It would be, mate. Yeah, yeah. on Tuesday night. Yeah, on Tuesday night. Apparently, with the BBC coming down and covering it, but I'd still recommend listening to Peacock's radio as we're much better. And we're and we're free. Even as close to BBC, as close to BBC. But yeah, we're better quality. Actually, no, we are free. You have to use TV license for BBC. And you have got to subscribe. You have got. If we you're, we if you're don't take down. your tax. <laughs> yeah, we've not put the price up on it either. What? We don't take your tax. We also don't charge old grannies for it either. <laughs> so, do you reckon the Western game will be going ahead if Saturday does? Will it wreck the pitch? Um, difficult. Again, we don't know what. Probably, the so, like. what I've what I've heard is obviously Western have an FA Trophy game on. Mm. Uh, Saturday so depending on the results of that depending on whether that is on or not uh, we might not have a game Tuesday like like what we had with Torquay yeah um, but we should have had them get pictures playable for that Tuesday so I don't want to put a downer on things but Taunton's forecast for the next five or so days tomorrow rain, rain. Saturday rain rain Sunday, rain. Clear. Oh. <laughs> Monday, rain. Oh. Tuesday, no. Clear. Rain. Wednesday, heat wave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Twenty-four. Twenty-four degrees. What? What's this global warming rubbish everyone's going on about? Like, come <laughs> on. 
do you know what? It's not actually forecasted to be dry until next Friday. Rain. And we're away next Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So we might get a game on. Typical. You know, oh, all right. You know what? Why, why the do the league, why do the league not absolutely pack, you know, August, September, October like they should? And then why like, do they March not? in April as well. Yeah. Why the hell do, do we have to play so many midweek fixtures in November and December when obviously the pitch is going to be soaking wet? It is, it's a disgrace. Do you know what? The thing is, I don't get why the FA don't plan it better because I I, I don't want to rant, but... Oh, we're well past that, Rich. Carry yeah. on. Yeah. You, know, you, know what, you know what Max I'm has like. done it twice. Yeah, you know I'm, 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 all, I'm on the rant, rant counter tonight. He's think on the rant page. Think about it realistically, right? If you were to have more midweek games during August and September... Yep. Or mainly August, really. Say, for example, you started the season that first weekend in August, like the earliest date impossible, even the end of July. Right? So you've got all of August, all of September. Kids are off school. Yep. I know they probably go on holiday, whatever. But if you were to make Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, all the way through the first six weeks of the season, how many games is that? Twelve. Twelve games. So that's Quick twelve math. games. But- yeah. <laughs> Come on, Rich. That. You that's, should have done that that's, one. That's pretty good for me. All right. Did you see where I went to school? <laughs> um, yeah, so if you had 12 games by the end of September. In what we're we're only on 17 now. Exactly. But granted, I know you would but you just you move the you move the Tuesday games, midweek games to the start of the season. Because you know what the weather's going to be like in November, December. In England. It's going to rain. <laughs> yeah, it's, How it's, do they not know that? It's bonkers. I know this season they've tried to have more local games on the Tuesday night. But get them when the kids are off school. When families are going to be around. When there's going to be more people around. I know people are going to go abroad and have holidays and stuff like this. Or even stay in this country and have holidays. But think about it logically. Think Clubs about are... the children. Well, somebody, please think, think the about children. the children. <laughs> There's the title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just common sense. Yeah, the... yeah, but what you what you remember is we're talking about the FA, and common sense and the FA do not always go hand in hand. No, I know. Oh, it's a shame. It's... It's just look at it logically because there's so many clubs out there, like us, for example, who are struggling at the moment for cash flow because there's no fans coming in the gate. It's like, come on. And to be fair, if you're umming and ahhing about going to a game and you get to December, it's minus two outside, raining, miserable. Who's going to want to go out to a football match if you're not already planning on it you know what this this pre-season though in a lovely july and august i yeah. think i went to maybe three or four matches a week but like, even if i didn't support the club it's like oh right there on about 20 minutes up the road fantastic yeah let's go to it. it's a lovely day out let's go watch some football given the option would you rather go and watch taunton on a rainy tuesday minus three degrees away 
to Western or as a, as a hypothetical? Or would you rather watch them away to Western when it's 28 degrees outside on a Saturday with your friends? You know what? You know what, John? I'm actually going to discredit you there. I Dover was horrible. That coach journey in that heat was that, horrible. And you I, know what? That's why I chose Western because it's a not cold, as far away. A You're cold, not on the coast. wet Tuesday night is is actually such a lovely night for football. Like I love a cold, wet Tuesday night. I I love a warm Saturday where you can go and get a pint. But I I, I get the that... but you, I, I do love a cold, wet Tuesday night. It's proper non-league football conditions. Richard, you were wagging your finger. It's not as bad as Tom Ridge. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, even so, I would much rather Tom Bridge away again than Eastbourne away. I mm. I'd rather too hot than too cold. Yeah, it's just I I don't know what it is. I just love going to football, and you see it on the telly. The that opening day field, you know, where you go and your shorts, your short sleeves, your shorts. It's the first. It's that sort of feel of football. Yeah, that that's what yeah. it's all about. I'd I'd much rather go to football in the home kit shorts with a pint instead of fourteen layers shivering with a bovril. Even though I do like bovril, I'd much rather both, both have their place, but there should be more of the sunny ones and the wet ones. But both have their place in football. But then, yeah, like I say, there just needs to be more of the nicer one. <laughs> yeah, again, you need to, you need to stack the season early so you can get more games played. So that maybe in December you have got maybe two games booked. By having more games in August and September, the all clubs then would have a healthier bank balance. And if games were postponed you've got that extra backup there because you've had those games played. You've got more wiggle room for stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Who, who has a... There's a winter break, isn't there, in some leagues? Germany. Germany. Germany, yeah. The Bundesliga winter break. And Scotland. Yeah, yeah but Scotland, not even real football, is it? Just well, two teams. Yeah. <laughs> right, so that's so, us talking so about review and preview. Shall we go on to... News, news. Yes, there are lots of news. Right, we'll start off with the quick and easy ones. Yeah, just to get yeah. them out there. Then the important one. Then the important ones. So, post by Starkey on the supporters group today. Yep, saying there is only twelve seats available on the coach for Boxing Day on the away game to Yeovil. So if you haven't got yours now and you're thinking about it, recommended you book a coach seat before yes, they sell out. 100%. It's going to be a cracking day out. What else is going to be a Boxing great day? day? Boxing Day is just a day for football and leftovers, isn't it? Let's be honest. You're going to have family around, but you're not going to want to say. So what What do you want to do? Go with some football instead. Yeah. I always have family around, but I'd, I'd rather not. Uh, spend time with and go watch football. Oh my! All the extended cousins and aunties and uncles and just I can't be asked for it. Just just give me some football. Exactly. Um, another bit of news is is this breaking news for us to announce the goal of the month winner? 
It's not I been guess announced so. yet. Yeah, no one else has announced it yet, has he? Well, he's been on Twitter. Well, that that who won it or yes. yeah, it's on Twitter. Oh well, ignore me then. It's cur- it's recent and current. Yeah, it's happened whilst been we've been on air. Yeah, ish. So technically, breaking news. <laughs> As voted for by the fans, goal of month four November Go on, John. has been won by... Drum roll, please. I'm not announcing it. Malachi Linton! Hey! Which goal? Oh, his lovely finish against uh, Slough. Goal B. Against Slough. Hey, hey. I think... I don't know, Slough against Street. There we go. go yeah, on, I think... Slough, yeah. I think most of that goal, however, probably has come from Jay Folsom's assist. Sometimes the goal isn't voted because of the goal. Sometimes it's the lead-up of yeah. the goal that wins it. Because, I mean, it was a beautiful pass from uh, Folsom, I have to say. Delightful ball. So, well done to Mr Linton. And Love it, mate. While, while we're talking about Mal, yeah, I've got to say, it was fun talking to his mum on Saturday. It was. Hello, Mrs. Linton. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Linton. She was listening to us on Peacock's radio, where we cover every single home and away game we possibly can. <laughs> little plug there. Nice little plug, John. I, like Guys, I don't think you need plugged anymore. You, no. you, 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 get, you get so many links. We're going to do it regardless of whether we need to or not. It's just ingrained into our being now. Out, we like... plug ourselves. Do you, know, do you know how how much I've had to work you two into my my match day posts now? <laughs> consistent pay. nagging and it wasn't even us that was doing the nagging. It was. It was. Don't, don't don't try and fob that off. You you you. you no, it was that. all the people going. Oh, where's the link? No one's tweeting it. <laughs> so another bit of news is the Yeovil and Torquay tickets are still on sale. Yeah. You've got more time now for talking tickets because obviously the game was um, <clears throat> uh, moved. Yeah, so why not? They're going to be good games of football. You've got two biggish teams coming down. Might as well try and pack out the stadium. Well, no. one one big team and and, and, and talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, one used to be big team and Yeovil. Yeah. Richard, you were pointing at the camera. What did you want to say? Going back to your point about Peacock's radio, I got a nice little email come through today. Oh, are breaking Congrats- news, because I don't know about this. Breaking news! It is breaking news. Congratulations on your <clears throat> your tenth thousandth listen. Way we did that. When did we do that? That was before Eastbourne. I think it was. Yeah, I just got it come through. Yeah, that would have as been if, improving. As if your boys' egos needed even more. And that's Basically. coming from Max. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you're insinuating. Uh and we've also got another bit of news, which isn't even the big bit, but it's a good bit. Is during the week there was an announcement saying there's going to be Taunton Youth FC under 18s. Yes, the under team are returning. Under exactly. coming back. And as I believe, the under eighteen team folded or withdrew from a league half through last year. Yeah, as I am to believe. Here's the point. 
disappointing, really. They tried it a couple of times, and unfortunately, it's fallen through. But I think we're in a much better position now to have an under eighteen team um, linked in, linked in because we've got the link in still with the Bridgewater and Taunton College uh, and Bishop's Lydiard as well. So this having an under eighteen team is got is going to have a good little step up because if you're not good enough for the first team, there's Lydiard who are you know feeder side sort of thing. So if if you go to Lydiard have a chance of coming to what play for the first team i think i think this is absolutely fantastic news to be honest well anything that's investing in the future uh is is, is good news really and this is this is what that's exactly what this is it's investing in the future it's trying to find the next homegrown talents as, as someone put on the sports group the next jamie shaw and the next uh ollie chamberlain yeah it's finding those next players it's finding the next generation so rather than having to delve into the, the depths of on league or rely on X Bristol City, X whatever, we can try and make our own talent. And it's it. The announcement says the team will be managed by head of coaching Gary Green, who, when speaking to Carl on Saturday, he wants to get on as a guest on the podcast. He does, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that'd be nice. That'd be class, yeah. huh? First guest. So- so we will try at some point to bring you that. Um, they are asking if you wanted to get involved in, if you know someone who wants to get involved and sign up to the under-18s team. There are sessions throughout the next five months. I have to say through, through social media, there's been um, a lot of messages from uh, potential applicants already come, come through. Uh, we've pointed them in, into the right direction. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can find the next hidden gems. You don't know unless you try. Absolutely. Now, on to the big one. On to the elephant in the room that we've avoided talking about for the entire uh, evening. Yeah, I'm going to let Richard take the lead on this one. (laughs) Oh, thanks, John. Yeah, throw throw Rich under the bus. It's fine. Thanks, mate. He'll deal with it. Yeah. So... Over the last few days or so, across social media and through other outlets, there has been rumours about the club's financial situation. Um, that, for example, I'm going to go for the ones that I've heard top of my head. The club's going into administration. The players haven't been paid. There's going to be a 30% pay uh, cut in our budget. Um that's a three that's on the top of my head. Tonight, whilst we have been recording, a statement has been released by the club. The statement is as follows. We are aware of speculation and rumour regarding the financial status of the club. The brief statement below will, will hopefully address some of these concerns. The past couple of months have been a very tough for the club, and it's no secret that money has been extremely tight. This situation has been exaggerated by the lack of National League South home games with us uh, which has seen us play twice at home at the Somerset Camper Van Co Stadium since the beginning of October. A potentially lucrative fixture with Torquay had to be postponed to fulfil our FA Trophy game at Welling United, a game which cost the club made a loss. Two home games have since been postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. We appreciate there are opinions amongst fans about remedies needed to be taken to resolve this problem, along with ideas on issues such as generating income so he would become welcome and he supported with valid suggestions 
to attend the fans forum, a date of which will be announced soon. Contrary to popular belief, all playing staff have been paid up to date. Short-term cash flow issues affect many clubs and we are no different. So there have been instances when finances have been very stretched, which may have caused a short delay to, to sue some payments. But we can assure all supporters that this has now been rectified. Taunton Town FC have experienced great success in the past five years, enjoying two promotions in a short space of time. This itself creates new demands as we try to adapt to a higher level of football, both on and off the pitch. We aren't there yet, and we fully accept there is a great deal more work that needs to be done to make us more stable, more sustainable, and ready to achieve our ultimate ambitions. There are many plans and ideas being worked on, including greater utilisation of the stadium outside of match day and appointing a supporter representative club truly appreciates the support it receives from our loyal fan base, but to consolidate our place in the National League South and to grow further, we need the public of Taunton and the surrounding area to come and support in bigger numbers. As previously mentioned, there's going to be a fans forum held at the club soon when these topics can be discussed and we would urge all supporters who have any questions or concerns to attend. Well read. Thank you very much. <laughs> so what do we make of that? Well, it's it, it's, it answers a lot of questions. It's well constructed and it basically shows that the club are in control of control of things there's if there was a problem of any sort i don't think they would shy away from telling us or telling the fans there's an issue we've got a problem um these rumors i i think kev's done it right by actually coming out with a statement because there was just so much like you read tonight for example you read a supporters page and it's just comment after comment post after post of oh this is happening that's happening uh we're out of money we're running out of money this is happening i think what a lot of fans need to realize is the fact that running a part-time football club in a, le- a league where um half the half the size there are um full-time um they have a bigger playing budget than us they have more finances they have more sponsors they have more people coming through the gate we are playing in the league we're a we're a tadpole in this league we're a we're a small little tadpole in a massive massive pond and what you got to think about is you've got the likes of yeovil right they spent what two million pound this year john something ridiculous like that something something like that Talking, um, not spending, paying people they spent money for, but that's yeah. a different thing entirely. <laughs> Talking, ex ex football league side. Have, all right, Grant's not been there for a little while, but they they spent money. They've got a bigger budget. They're full time. Maidstone in the national league last year, along with talk with Torquay and Yeovil, spending money, bigger stadium, getting an average gate of two and a half thousand people. Um, Eastbourne, for example, they've gone full time. They own their ground. Half the clubs in this in this division don't own their ground alone. We own our ground. We're we're debt free, contrary to belief. It, you know, you've got to take this into account. We we've got a small budget. We're one of the smallest budgets in the whole league. But, but we are in a good position. Yeah, it's just as Kef was saying, people need to wake up and smell the coffee. If you want to have your your club successful. And you're not coming along to games. 
it's you know, you're not helping, are you? I could I could talk about this until the cows come home, but it's if you want to watch football and support your local club, go and watch him. Don't moan about it over a keyboard. You're the person that's going to make a difference. There you go. My rant's over. This is a very ranty episode. It feels. It is, isn't it? But the problem is, it, it's it's people like oh, I'm not going to mention names, but there's people on that blimmin' supporters page who just need to bang their head up against a brick wall because they just oh they haven't got a brain cell between them. Yeah, you don't want to going. You don't. Getting that's not a nice thing to say to Max. <laughs> that, that is that is uncalled for, John. That's low hanging fruit. Do you know what I mean? I you don't need to probably edit it out, but there's some people on there who were just they go on there and moan for a for anything. It's, we haven't played a game. Oh my god, we're running out. Oh. Problem is, what one one person said a rumor. Then everyone else has picked it up, and everyone's picked it up, and then it's gone further. Then someone's made it made it twice as bad. Then someone's picked that up, and then it's just kept going and kept going and kept going. And for a thousand of thousand people that maybe seen the rumor and have said something about it, there will be fifty who have seen the news statement, and then will say something about that. It's the thing that makes me laugh. Is you were saying earlier, Rich, not on the podcast, but to us privately, that someone told you who was at the Bath Yeovil game last night mm-hmm. that Bath fans were talking to the Bath board about the stuff going on at Taunton. Yeah. How the hell are they going to know what's going on at a different club? Exactly. It's This is football. Rumours start out of nothing, but where do they get these stupid and- stuff from? <laughs> And as as I heard from one of my friends who is a Timberton Town fan, uh, they had a a fans forum and they were told that by someone that Taunton's budget had been cut by thirty percent again from, how do from they know? An, 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 an unnamed ex manager who is now there. Um, they were told that our budget was cut. How the hell does he know? Why would he know about? A Why would he know about our budget? Rival of your club's now budget. What what good is he going to know? And you've not been here for five years. Yeah. Probably, no, probably more than that now, isn't it? Lee uh, Robinson not been here. How long do you reckon, Rich? I like how you avoided saying his name. Yeah, now you've just outright named him. <laughs> well, if I... Right, it's it, it's pretty obvious who I'm on about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but you were like, someone who is not there... But I, do you know what? Don't now care. Lee Robinson. Don't care. Yeah, Lee Robinson said in the Tibetan Fans Forum that our budget had been cut 30%. How does he know? How on earth does he know? Who's going to know? Oh, you're the manager of our rival. Right. Let me tell you about our finances. I'll tell you what it is. That's that's trying to pander to a new set of fans who just see him as a taunter man. Like, that, that's all that is. Yeah, and it's just like... So they've they've all left the forum going, oh, taunter's budget's getting get cut. They're doing worse than us. We I can assure done. you, from what I remember, from what I know about Tiverton Town, there is no possible way... Taunton could be doing worse than Tiverton Town. <laughs> there is about, no possible way. If you're worried about the finances of the club, get your ass down here on Saturday. Get you, finances of the club, put your hand in your pocket. Yeah, come down, support the team, buy a programme, buy an extra pint, get a thing of chips, support the other local businesses as well, buy a ticket for the halftime draw. 
you never know. We might get a big crowd. And if we get a big crowd, that might spur the team on to do better. Which would then, in turn, if the people see the team are doing better, yeah. more people want to come and watch. With the yeah. business model we've got, we've got people that say, oh, well, if, if, if you play attacking ticket attack football, you get more, more people down here. The problem is with, with our... Now, I, now, I'll preface this. I love our business model. I love the fact we, we're sustainable. We've not got some arrogant tart at the top putting money in and out of his pocket. I don't Instead, know. We, I, I, I wouldn't sometimes might call Kev an arrogant tart. <laughs> but we, we've not got an arrogant tart at the top top putting his hand in his pocket, fueling the club. We have got a, a good set of honest, hardworking people at the top of the club who make our club sustainable. And I love that. But the issue with that is, is the playing budget is dictated by how many people come down. Thank you. The more people we get in this stadium, the better the team is. Simple as. You know, if we if we get 750 people in a week, this is the team we get. If we get 1,500 people in a week, suddenly our team can be twice as good. Do you know what? I'm not going to rant and rave about our supporters because no, majority, I, the majority of our supporters... You've majority already done it, Richard. You've already love, done I it. I love the fact we've got a really good, hardcore group of supporters. Exactly. I love that. At the end of the day, as Kev said in the statements tonight, if you have an issue or something you want to bring up... There will be a fans forum soon. The fans forum's coming up. It's probably going to be in the new year now, isn't it? Realistically. So... Probably. Don't come along and ask the question, but don't base it on the fact of what the game, you know, what the results have been like the last three or four games, for example, by the time we, the time we get to the forum. You need to ask about the future of the club. You need to ask about what the ambition is. You need to you need to go in there with uh, a positive frame of mind. If you see what I mean, if we have, it, it, there's no point going to the meeting. If, say, for example, we've lost three or four games in a row, there's no point going in there and saying, "Oh, well, the, the last four games we've lost." You need to go in there with a positive mindset and go, "Okay, so what's the plan? What where are we going?" You don't want to be emotionally reactive. That's the word I'm looking for. Her. Oh, good, good how, phrase, John. How the football is going. You need to go with a mindset of this is the questions I want. To, I want to know what the five-step plan is for the next five years or whatever. Yeah. Emotional reactiveness does not help anyone. That's how I've been tonight, isn't it, a little bit? I mean, granted. granted. I'm cutting you out a lot. <laughs> granted, we know... This team can do it. We know this club can do it, right? We we are harking back to first couple of episodes of this podcast. We were talking about playoffs. We were top of the league. Rob Dre was winning manager of a month. This squad can do it. And football is a funny old game. Like, look at the results last night. Aston Villa beating. I don't 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 Manchester talk bad word about my beloved Aston Villa. No, I'm just saying. Anyone can be anyone, and with a good couple of results, we'll be right up the table again, and no one will remember that this has happened. Yeah, exactly. So now everyone's had their little emotional reactiveness. Shall we move on to questions? 
We have actually yeah. got a few then of them. Let's end, let's end on a fun note, shall we? Yeah, uh, well, try to. Depend on the questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first one from Jake Short saying, anything on Rob Dre after his contract runs out? Move on. We we don't know. We're, um, not, we're not club officials. <laughs> we're, we're volunteers. We do the Peacocks radio and, you know, Max does his social media stuff and Adam's an analyst. But the thing is, it's all on a voluntary basis. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We just turn up every Saturday or Tuesday. We don't know. Hey, man, well, I just I just get given website links to put out. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, Max just, just speaks. Me and Rich just talk. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes at the club. We don't know anything about people's contracts or whether or not this, that, or whatever's going to happen. But we will just turn up and tell you what's happening on the pitch. And Max will be told to tweak stuff out for you. That's it. Yeah, man. I, I look. I just get given website links and photos to put out. Yeah, and I, I sometimes chat rubbish about what's going on on the pitch. And you sometimes tweet Adam Lafondra. And I sometimes tweet Adam <laughs> Lafondra. So that that one's answered. Uh, Peter Critland has asked: Are we going to bring back into the squad the lone players due to the busy Xmas period? Again. We don't know the terms of the loans, and I'd assume so because I would, I would, I would say that we'll probably see um, DSB back at some point. I would like to say so. I don't know. Obviously, it's not been released. He's he's a good he's a good player, Dave. Nice Marcus player. Marcus is on a Great dual hair. contract um, with Bristol Manor Farm. Is it? Yes. Um, gone to Froome. Gone to Froome. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I would realistically, if we're struggling for a side, I would say we have the first option. So I would, I would say with a busy festive period coming up, I would like to say we'll see both of them at some point. But again, we have no idea. No. <laughs> yeah. What, why, why do we even do this? We don't know anything. Like We just talk <laughs> a good game. That's all we do. We just talk rubbish. We just sit here for a couple of hours and just chat rubbish. There's one. We, <laughs> Fair, you, to be fair, you two have been pretty good at that for quite good for a good number of years, especially you, Rich, of, of making something out of absolutely yep. nothing and chatting rubbish about it. Yep. That's been your specialty. Yeah, that's how he managed to get a wife, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, John, that is, that's below the belt. That's so unnecessary. Poor bloke. Yeah, that was good, though, wasn't it? <laughs> All right. Um, question. <laughs> Rich hasn't even responded to that. He that's is. It. That's in the swear jar, come on. Not in the order. It's not a swear jar. I didn't say anything rude. Uh, made, he made, for, for the viewers at home, he's made, a, he's made a gesture looking like a V but with the back of his hand. And <laughs> it's more than fist, one gesture. And shakes a fist in a slightly suggestive way. So, uh, question from Alan Williams saying, once now the subject of our five-year plan and strategy has been discussed many times since we got promoted. All he's heard is, there is one, trust us. I would like to know more about that, especially how to build and maintain a quality squad that keeps us in the National League South, but also to compete for promotion and what funding is needed for the five-year plan and where is this going to come from? This right, is a let's, great question let's, to ask in the fans forum. Let's work this out, right? So year one, Banner of the National League, year two, League two, uh, year oh, three, oh, League oh, one, oh. year four, Championship, League five. Probably. John, you didn't even foot on my address. It's easy, isn't it? Yeah, but you, you it's easy as a football manager. 
That, that there you question... go, man. Your five-year plans, Premier League. Where's a drive? 25,000 capacity. Yeah, we'll triple it all, mate. Let's go. Oh, no, we moved to the Taunton Stadium as on my foot manager. Yes, mate. Well, actually, you know, you're, you're in Ashton Gate. <laughs> I am in Ashton Gate on my game. Anyway, going back to the actual question, <laughs> that is a perfect question for the fans forum. Exactly. So what we'll do is we'll keep hold of that question. And when the fans forum is around, if no one puts it forward, we are more than happy to do so. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to flip this a little bit. If Where would you guys see your ideal position in five years for this football cup? In Taunton. Oh, right. <laughs> I, right, shush. <laughs> Take it seriously. What is your ideal position? This football coming five years. I top just... six in this division. Top six. Yeah. I, yeah, I, that, I that's that's around why I say, I'd just say consolidated in this division. I'd say just a healthy club. Debt free. Well, Debt we free. Are, not really struggling with money as such because you're not going to get a win full of loads of cash unless you win. I, the Euro I would. I would love for us to have. So same as league, but I would also love to have an under 18s team that has won their league, and several under 18s team players having made first team uh, appearances. That would be my my ideal position in five years. That that sounds good. Where you've got maybe one player in the first team who come through the under 18s with several on dual contract elsewhere. And again, just consolidating in this league. That'd be my ideal position. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. Yeah. Another question from a different Richard Smith. So not I'm Richard not Wilcox Richard Smith. Smith yeah. Different one. He said maybe you could have our beloved Wordsworth on one week to discuss how they feel about being a cat instead of a peacock. If he wants to come I'll on. Tell you, I'll tell you what. I, I had this conversation with Carl the other day because so I said, I said, why yeah, why do we have a cat when we call the peacocks? So they looked at the price for peacock costume. Now you can't buy one off the shelf, so you have to get one custom made. And quite frankly, I the price was extortionate. I, I don't know if I can say the price or not. It's not. I wouldn't. It, it's 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 several thousand pounds. It's a lot of money. It's more than lot. it's more than a club in our position should spend on a mascot costume. Let's put it that way. It's a lot of feathers. Where did so? Where did the cat costume come from? Richard's My loft. loft. <laughs> Your loft, exactly. So we had a costume for free. Yeah. That's why it's a cat. It's because it was free. But it wasn't if, free. I guess somehow it ended up in my loft for about well, a year. It was free for free to the club. But if Wordsworth wants to come on and have a chat, we will have him on. Any day. I love talking to mascots. You get a, a, get a, a different perspective from them. I want to know the important question, though, for, for Wordsworth. What's that? Felix or Whiskers? <clears throat> it, someone says if they, they want to know if he prefers tuna over salmon. Oh, it's salmon. No, that's another good question. I, yeah. I don't like fish. But as a guest, I think Wordsworth would be perfect. <laughs> Oh, right. Good night, JV. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap it up. I did ask you guys a question on our group chat. Do you want me to ask? Yeah, you? I'll oh, ask one. So if you, one this was. if you were in charge of FIFA 
and you could implement your own rule or change something to make football better. So we're not talking tactics or whatever, just like rules or something. What would you do to improve the game? I said mine, which is a bit dramatic. Gonna be honest. I said mine was if I was in charge, I'd start um a new department that watches every professional slash whatever football match. For anyone who's caught diving or faking an injury, so they go down screaming the injured ref doesn't give them a free kick, they jump up straight away. Any of those. First offence, fine. Second offence, ban. It will very quickly get rid of all of that in the game because that is horrendous in our game. All the cheating and diving. I don't want that anywhere near football. So that's what I'd do. But I'd also... Hey, see. Me on, me on a rant now. I'd make whoever's taking a penalty one swift motion when they're running... None of this, I'm going to slow down to a stop near enough to see which way the keeper goes and go the opposite. You make your mind up, you put it in that corner. If the goalkeeper saves it, goalkeeper saves it. You, you, know, you know what I say? Bring, bring, bring in MLS penalties. And what's the MLS penalties? Oh, you, 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 you are? Have you not seen this video? They, have you not seen uh, an MLS penalty, John? No. Basically. So rather than taking it from a centre circle, they would dribble it from the halfway line. Oh no! And you got what was like thirty seconds. That's when the MLS first started. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but the original MLS, yeah, 30, 30 to forty-five seconds. I think it was uh, to third... dribble from the halfway line and then shoot. Yeah, no. it was the first MLS Cup final. It was played on an NFL um, pitch, and there were like yard lines, and you had to get to a certain point by thirty seconds. You had to shoot by the time you got to the penalty box. It was a weird one. Um, nah, nah, not that. It's just I like him. It's like, for example, Paul Paul Pogba's run up uh, ages ago when it yeah, it's funny though, isn't it? Three hundred tiny little steps. No, the Euro, the Euro final, Rashford's miss. Yeah, just do basically like four or five paces. I mean, te- technically, smack the ball in the goal. Technically, that rule is already in effect. It's just barely applied. But Technically, like, you are not allowed to stop or slow down your run up once you've started your run up. But if you like, I and watch, that is that is a rule already in football. I watched match of the day. I think it was the one that was on last night, and there was a penalty for someone, and they basically ran up to the ball, stopped, but because their right foot was going really slowly, and then put the ball in the opposite position of where the goalkeeper went. I'm like. So technically he has stopped, but he hasn't stopped. So that's why they're still giving up. I'm like, no, just one swift motion. When you're running, kick the ball. That's it. If you do any of this fancy stuff, retake it, regardless of if it went in or missed. That's what I'd do. Cool. What would you so guys if do? John's if, two, if, if John's having two, I'm having two. Right, so Fine. first one, I would change how VAR works. I'd keep it in because I think VAR has the potential to be a good tool. However... I think it's been deployed wrong. I think Max has the potential to be a good tool. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely a tool. <laughs> so, much like cricket, a manager or a captain would have a review. You'd yeah. have three or four reviews, and you'd be able to use them at any point during the game for any decision the referee makes. Maybe not any, but maybe like serious bookable offences like red cards, 
goals offsides. You'll be able to call it, call your review. If you get it right, you keep your number of reviews. If you get it wrong, you lose your review. So it's not a default thing. It has to be called by a captain manager when there is serious doubt. That way, you stop all this. Every goal takes half an hour to call. Yeah. And the second one, I'd copy the Bundesliga and force every Premier League club into 50 plus one rule. Which is what? Uh, fan ownership. 51% of your club has to be fan owned. That way it stops you... Man City being owned by countries and breaking FFP 4,000 bajillion times. Do you know what I love about Bundesliga football is the yeah. fact that of they've got this um, budget cap for tickets yeah. in place. Yes, so that is because of the 50 plus one rule. Yeah, every ticket, regardless whether you're a home fan or away fan, every ticket in the Bundesliga is 20 euros. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's because the clubs are fan owned. I know someone who I used to work with um, goes and watches Borussia Dortmund three times. Is like four or five games a season because it's cheaper to go and watch Borussia Dortmund play as a season ticket holder, travel and come back over the weekend than it is to go and watch Premier League football. Yeah, because here's, here's the thing football is the working man's sport. It is yeah. it is the sport for everybody, not the elite. But the problem is, you look at Premier League ticket prices now, you can't afford it. No. I, 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 me and my dad are both Villa fans. We looked at going up. Uh, to watch a game, and it's like by the time you sort of factor in petrol and all of this, you're talking a stupid amount of money for it. You're looking at easily two hundred quid, aren't you? Oh, easily, and and maybe the rest once you you know factor in get out for a pint, get bite to eat. I was looking the cost cost of living at the moment. It's it's Premier League football is becoming unreasonable. I was looking at getting tickets for Arsenal for my dad because he's an Arsenal fan, and I was like, oh, yeah, let's That's get even tickets. Worse, I imagine you've got to. A, get a membership. B, yeah. pay for a membership. Yeah. C, if you want more of a chance of getting into a membership, you've got to pay even more me- money to get a better membership than the membership it, you had in the first place to be put into a ballot to potentially get the chance of buying tickets. That's yeah. before you even buy the ticket. pay the ticket. It's ridiculous. I mean, granted, if you have a £20, 20 pound ticket, Tickets would be unable to be gone. They would be gone. But you would have sold out stadiums every week. You'd have normal people being able to afford tickets. And also, the most important thing is you'd, you'd stop nation states owning clubs. You would stop you know, the 4,000 breaches of FFP by the City Group. You would stop Newcastle being owned by Saudi Arabia. And America it, owning Chelsea. Exactly, it, it would it, it would close the gap between a, a lot of clubs in the Premier League. Now, I, I know what the, the people say already, which is, what if, if this would close the gap? Why hasn't it in the Bundesliga? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I true, I don't, I don't know how Bayern have done it with the fifty plus one rule and this uh, being able to be so dominant. But I, I think in in England it would work. Especially when you look at there are a number of fan-owned clubs that are marginally successful. Exeter City being a good local example of a fan-owned club that have been, I would say, successful since fan ownership. 
going. They've been to League One twice now. And they're doing... All... They aren't doing great, though, are they? No, they are. <laughs> no, that's because they won't sack Caldwell. Um, anyway, that, we're not on extra podcast. Richard? The thing, uh, well, the one major thing I would try and get rid of, I think, or change, is VAR. However, since mentioning this in the chat earlier, we we're actually talking about this in work, because I, I mentioned about this question in work um, today. I would change. I would potentially change how VAR works. The one thing I would like to them to bring in is you see so many times, right? I've witnessed it by going to see a few Premier League games and stuff. You your team scores, yeah, you're up celebrating, and the first thing you look for instead of the players and that and celebrating, you look across the video screen because literally, as soon as a goal is scored, you look over. Is there the VAR decision coming? And it does. You don't know. And then all you get across the tunnel is eventually VAR check. All right. So I would one thing regarding VAR, I would love it to be more. The fans know what's going on. You know, what is the check for? Is it for handball? Is it for offside? They go say VAR check. That is it. What I would like to change as well is the fact of, you know, you get um, in the Olympic swimming. I know that I'm going off a little bit, but. In Olympic swimming, you have that camera, don't you? That basically that goes all alongside from one end to the other, and it can tell which pla- which swimmer has got to the end plate first, doesn't it? So yeah. like it'll come from lane one, lane two, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you had that in football to follow to go up just one side of the pitch, it would allow you then, if the linesman isn't up with play or whatever, it would allow you to see if that player has strayed offside immediately, and instead of waiting around for three or four minutes to decide, is he offside or not? Is his elbow offside? Is his nose hair offside? You know, it's it would take you literally seconds. It drives me insane when you're watching a game when it takes... There was a Bournemouth game the other weekend. It took four minutes to decide whether a goal stood or not. Four minutes! And then literally, he was offside by a foot. You know, it, it's not hard to see, is it? I just appreciate. I think Peter Crouch might have ended like five Premier League goals if he was in his era. Oh, I know. He hit half his ninety percent of his goals wouldn't have stood just because his arms are so long. The issue is with VAR at the moment. It's it's also not just the VAR; it's the rules itself. Like I know a couple of years ago when Leeds were in the Premier League, Patrick Bamford was deemed to be offside because he was pointing where he wanted the ball to go. His oh, arm was offside. You can't use your arm in football. Pointing to where he wants the ball doesn't affect your body position. So how is he offside with it? With his arm being offside, but the rest of him not? So they need to make a more clarified rule book on how to use VAR and what is actually offside what is handball what isn't because at the moment you're getting one person saying oh that's referee that's handball you get a different referee going that's not handball and it makes the whole thing really inconsistent that is the problem the problem is as well is that they want to try and implement this new rule before the euro start and in in the summer they want to basically trial it during the summer an orange card a sin bin what is the point of bringing in new rules when you haven't got this right uh, I don't Goodness. think 
people aren't going to get used to an orange card or a sin bin. We're not rugby who have the sin bin. You either get a yellow card, get a red card, off you go. You've had your chance. You've done it wrong. You're going off. I'm so glad we, us lot, and Adam and Jordan and whatnot, we're all involved in this little club in Somerset where it's non-league football. It's not being run by technology and the stupid idiots at the top of the Premier League and the FA. This is just proper football. Mm -hmm. People of Taunton should be coming down and watching this. I'm going to go on another rant in a minute. (laughs) That's not me. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, take it while you've got the chance before a club like us goes down the pan. Do you know what I mean? Oh, careful. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop in a minute because I'm going to rant on for ages. Talking of stopping, I think we've had a long session here. It is now This is ten. going to be one of the longest episodes. This going. is the longest episode we've done and I haven't even edited it yet. So we say goodnight. Yeah, Rich, do you want to do an outro? Uh, I can do. Um, so, guys, thanks very much for listening on to what is episode eight of the Wordsworth Weekly podcast. Fingers the crossed. Episode. Huh? <laughs> the ranting episode. Ranting episode, yeah. Yep. Fingers crossed the game goes ahead on Saturday. And Tuesday. And Tuesday. So I, won't the rest of the year. I won't be there on Saturday, unfortunately. Oh, Rich, come on. It's, it's so typical of you. Adam said he'll give you a lift, but... Well, we'll talk no, about that off air. Don't worry about it. Um, so, yeah, basically on Saturday, um, John will be there alongside one of Adam or Max, whoever's doing commentary. Um, I'm back, boys. Potentially. I haven't decided. I'm back. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a good night for me. John, say good night. Good night. Max, say good night. Night. Come to bed, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's Ooh. bedtime. Adios, people. Little slice of peacocks in your pocket. <laughs>